We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the six game win streak show. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co host, Luke Sylvia. Luke! What's going on? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm you know who I'm better than? I'm better than Eddie House. I can tell you that. Smack Save that it. boy upside Save the it. head, bro. I, we'll, we'll get to it in a couple minutes. We'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of I course. Know, but I'm just I saying. Know, I know I, you're I, you're rabid. I know you want to get after it. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I but but that, that, I, we'll leave it at that. I'm better than Eddie House is. That's how good I am. Truth. Truth. Before we, uh, yeah, we're going to talk all things Orlando Magic basketball, six-game win streak, you know, just uh, three, three and a half games back of the plan as we are currently recording with a chance for that to, I, I believe, get to two and a half or, or two games by the night's end, depending on what happens with the Toronto Raptors game tonight, so we'll be keeping a close eye on that. But before we get into anything, uh, we wanted to give a special shout out to everybody that came out to Cavos on Friday night. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to be there. Uh, the little one had a, a mild allergic reaction to some shots that she got earlier in the week. So I had, uh, you know, family's more important, obviously. Had to get back to the cribbo. Uh, but the boy Luke was there. I know our buddy Benji was there getting crazy, leading leading some chants. Luke, mm-hmm. uh, what was Cabo's like on Friday night? Dude, it was incredible. Um, and I, I hate that you weren't there, obviously. And that's what I was thinking majority uh, of the time but it just it was great man there was so many people that were there Cavos is is pretty well constructed there's kind of like a, a it kind of reminds me of like the first watch party that we did you know in terms of like what you how you had described it in videos i'd seen the bar kind of in the middle like the layout yeah 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 so the bar kind of like in the middle on either side you know bars on either side uh, of of everything and uh and people just all around. It was great. People at the high tops, people at the bar, people in the booths. There's people everywhere, man. And it was just an incredible time from from start to finish. Beginning of the time, it was a it, was, it looked a little sketchy there at the beginning against the Celtics. The way they came out firing, 
But man, I am so glad that the Magic reeled it back in, got the win. The place was electric the entire time. Like you said, our boy uh, Benji leading the chance. Just a really good time. And for those of you on YouTube, you can see they they brought out the the coveted Michelob Ultra cans. And the one of Big the first boy. things that Jonathan said, besides like, sorry, I can't make it, is you better grab me a can. And he's like, and I don't want it open. So as you guys can see, Everybody, there is my witness. The can is to unopened. To be fair, when I said I don't want it opened when Luke joked that he was going to piss in it. Yeah, well, hey. yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> Rational thinking, I guess. But uh, but yeah, so it's unopened to keep the joke going that I, I haven't touched it. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, I would like a, it cool urinated in if you can at all help it. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I mean, Jonathan, I know you're a consumer of beer. Um, very much to be so. completely transparent. Uh, I, I don't drink beer. So I, uh, but even I was, was very tempted to buy my own can. However, Jonathan, it was sold out by the time that I even had the thought that I would buy another one for myself. So it was a great time, man. Appreciate you guys coming out. It was just like from the beginning to the end electric in there. Really can't wait for the next one. From what I heard, those cans were sold out before like the opening tip. Yes. So people were really, you know, uh, excited to get people their hands were stocking on up on them for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be excited to eventually get my hands on that one. But one of the things, because now this is our, our third watch party. Now we didn't get to win the first one, the 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 um, you know, opening game of the season against the Detroit Pistons, but the energy there was electric. Mm-hmm. Then the next watch party that we had, uh, you know, three or four weeks ago now at Ollie's. When Jalen Suggs hit the game winner over the Chicago Bulls, that place was insane. So after that, people were asking, when is the next one? When is the next one? And, you know, then you lose nine games in a row before we start talking about the next watch party. And people are like, eh, maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't go. And obviously, like we talked about this, you're going in this game against the Boston Celtics. You're on a, a four game win streak at the time. You're going up against the best team in the NBA. Like, let's temper the expectations a little bit. We don't know what the the turnout is going to be like for this watch party. And again, fantastic win, the biggest win of the season. And what are we getting asked immediately after the game? When's the next watch party? I've got to be at the next watch party. I, I can't miss this because now we're, we're three for three, just in incredible atmospheres at these watch parties, like win or lose. And the only loss was super, super close. It was the first game of the year. So for those of you asking about the next watch party, we do have information on that already. The next watch party is going to be January 7th when the Orlando Magic are set to take on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State. That game's tip-off is at 8.30. So if I had to guess, I would say that that watch party is going to start around 8 o'clock, tip-off 8.30. This time we're going to be at the Porch South Orange, which is located at 4757 South Orange Ave. We don't have any other further details on, you know, drink specials or you know player appearances or whatnot. But Luke, you know what I do whenever we find out what this venue is going to be. <laughs> the same thing I'm doing right now. I go right to the menu, baby. <laughs> I've got to say, Luke, like my, my chubby people, like let's like stand up right now. This is this is our time to shine. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this menu, man, and from top to bottom, it is absolutely ridiculous. Like, let's mm-hmm. start with the, the appetizers and the snacks. You got porch tenders, house brined and breaded chicken tenders served with your choice of sauce. The same you know sauces that they use for their wings. Listen to the pulled pork tachos. 
I yeah. know Kevin Tucker, producer Kevin, is a big tater tot guy. Yeah. Listen to these pulled pork tachos. Crispy tater tots. House smoked barbecue pulled pork. Beer cheese. Say less. Shredded <laughs> lettuce. Pico de gallo. Pickled jalapenos. Topped with cilantro lime crema. Hello. How you dern? Okay. <laughs> The flower sprouts. I'm not a Brussels sprouts guy. I know you are. Mm-hmm. A basket of Brussels sprouts and cauliflower flash mm-hmm. fried, then tossed with warm pancetta vinaigrette and topped with sea salt. Mm. Are you kidding me? Mm. Peel and eat big reds. The best shrimp you've never heard of. Served warm with drawn butter and cocktail. Try them with our shaboom sauce. A shaboom. blend of medium garlic, lemon juice, and Old Bay. What are we talking about here? We go a little bit further. And we start to get into these Sammies, the buff chicken and waffles, our spin on another Southern classic, fried chicken tenders toss in your choice of buffalo sauce in between a fresh Belgian waffle and topped with honey butter served with maple syrup for dipping. Oh, my goodness, bro. Are you kidding me? Got me salivating, and I already ate dinner. This is, this to me, this is probably what I'm going to go with when we're looking at the burgers. All right. This is called the Colombiano, a South American favorite topped with white American cheese, potato sticks, applewood smoked bacon, and drizzled with house-made pineapple sauce, pink sauce, and garlic aioli. This is going to be a real problem. I typically, whenever there's like a spread like this, I have a a, a tough time deciding what I'm going to eat. I'm going to need like 15. I'm going to ask for a sampler. I never do that. I'm. Gonna, can I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that? I need to try it all. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. That's a great one. I will say also, just to follow up with Cavos and what I ended up getting there. I was Oh my we didn't talk about this. Yes, dude. I know, sis. So I shut up. Uh so I went in and I they're known for like their Philly cheesesteaks. So I I know I talked about other menu items on the pod, but I just got wrapped into like what's what's the best at Cavos. But I got the Philly cheesesteak with a twist. I got it with chicken. I'm a big chicken guy. And this was so good. Just large, hot, bringing it out. That's the that's the biggest thing for me. Hot temperature. Big just and hot, baby. That's big how I like and it. hot. That's that's how I like it. So I um man, I devoured it, to be honest with you. A lot of other people at the table got Philly cheesesteaks with some with chicken, some just classic Philly cheesesteak incredible cavos hats off to you hats off to you guys that came i just wrap that up man i it was it was a lot of fun but yeah i'm really excited for this menu as well i i want to give a a big round of applause to all of the venues that we've been at so far elixir ollie's Mm -hmm. cavos and then the port south the porch south orange sounds like it's going to be a blast uh just really appreciate these venues for for having us and and to the magic and michelob ultra for putting on great events so far so yeah, looking forward to this one again. It's going to be Saturday, January 7th. My guess is 8 o'clock at the Porch South Orange, 4757 South Orange Avenue in Orlando. Make sure that you guys come Dude, out. It's going to be a great one, time. One one last thing here about the Porch South Orange, okay? I'm looking at the layout. I've become a big layout guy with these watch parties, okay? Like, just what's it look like? Show me. If we can fill this place up, it is very open in terms of just like tables, that are like kind of spread out people. I just know that if we fill this place up, people are going to be standing in between tables all around. It looks like they got kind of just some like, I don't even know, like big windows 
Um, I'm sure some great outside seating as well, because I'm hoping we just overflow this place. It, it looks awesome in there. So uh, it's, it's going to be sweet. I know it going to be a good time. Make sure you guys come out. All right, let's, let's get a little bit toxic here. That's, Mm. that's kind of the mood that I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. I can't lie. Um, I'm feeling in the mood to, to talk some trash. Um, following the win on Friday, the Magic's win over the Celtics uh, in Boston, mind you, Eddie House, who I wasn't even aware, you know, was had anything to do with the the Celtics, you know, media, but it, apparently he has something to do with their their post game where he talks with uh, like their in you know studio host after Celtics games and after the loss. There was a clip on Friday of, of Eddie House talking about the Magic, saying, "This is completely like uninstigated. Like, just felt the need to say this for whatever reason." Eddie House, he said, "They're trash." He said, "They won't make the playoffs. They won't make the play-in." Fol- following their the Magic's win on Friday night, like a convincing win with the Celtics essentially fully healthy, the Magic still very much not fully healthy. Okay, still, Kevon Harris is still out there. Admiral Schofield is out there. Guys that should not be out there when the Magic are fully healthy. But nevertheless, the Magic picked up the win. So Magic players obviously felt a certain way about this. We we learned this after the game. And as that clip started to circulate on social media Friday and, and Saturday and, and, and Sunday morning before the game, Magic fans obviously felt a very certain way about Eddie House's comments, like rightfully so. Just completely un- unnecessary. After you get beat by a bad team, you just come out and you say, all right, we didn't play well. Like you're playing them again in, in two nights and we go from there. So that was like one thing. Like had the Magic lost tonight, like that comment probably would have like came and went and people would have forgot about it. But Magic fans don't forget, especially when you're in their building again tonight, Sunday, or this afternoon when we're recording this, and the Magic win, and then in the post game, instead of saying like, "Oh, you know, whatever," we were having some fun with Magic fans. They got a little upset. They played a great game tonight. You know, two big wins for them. Happy for them. Blah blah blah. The Celtics need to figure some stuff out, like a normal person would do. He comes out and double downs on this again, saying the Magic are still not a good basketball team. He's complaining about Magic fans in his Twitter and in his Instagram DMs, crying, crying essentially. Magic fans are in the quote-unquote goofy club. Magic fans are classless. He thought that Disney and Orlando is supposed to be about family and that there's a lot of quote-unquote haterism going on in Orlando. Bro, you messed around and found out. (laughs) You are the one that instigated and initiated the trash talk. You send shots. Don't be mad when they're sent back. After a win, we beat you twice on your home floor. You are the best team in the NBA. We are going to get excited about that. Yes, these are our you know, 10th and 11th wins on the season. We're going to get upset you know, about you talking trash and then clown on you when we beat you again. And then you double down. This is not going the way that you thought it was going to go. I understand that. You look like a loser. Take the L and shut up. That's all I got to say, Luke. What about you? Well, I'm glad that that you that you were in this mood because I'm in a similar mood, Jonathan. And 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 I, I this is what people also want to hear. They they want to hear that that we are are irritated with Eddie House because I'm sure you guys listening are the same. 
I when I first heard the first, you know, the the comment from him, to be honest, at first I took it with a grain of salt. I was like, dude, it's Eddie House. He's got one ring. And in that postseason, bro, he averaged two and a half points a game. Like Eddie House is irrelevant. But then they talked about it on the broadcast tonight pregame and how the players had found it and they'd send it in the player chat. And I was like, man, should I care about this more? Like, should I, should I, should I actually care about this? So honestly, pregame, I decided, and I had seen the comments, obviously, but like I said, just hadn't thought too much about it. I thought it was funny. Um, Oscar from the Magic Report, I really felt like he led the charge to Eddie House's Instagram, which was hilarious to see that Eddie House like engaged with him in that comment section. Y'all can go check out Eddie House's uh, Instagram account on his latest post, I believe, at this point to to, to see that. But but yeah, I, I listen. So they talk about a pregame, and they talk about how like it could be bulletin board material. It could motivate these guys, and I was like, that is amazing that they're sharing this in a, in a player group chat that found their way there that the players care that much there's a young team this competitive team you you definitely still have your competitive fire and i feel like it is the most that it is like in your like between ages like 20 and 30 to be honest and these dudes this is a young team a lot of them near closer to 20 than 30 they just want to win they hate losing they're on a win streak they're going to capitalize on this so they said this will just make us more motivated. We're going to continue this streak. It stinks for the Celtics organization that Eddie House is representing them this way, to be completely honest. It stinks that I'm going to have to bring this up, Jonathan. Can you tell me real quick, Jonathan, which team of the two has has won their last six? These are easy, quest- easy questions. Um, That would be the Magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Magic. And, and which team has lost four of their last five of the two? I, do you know that's a tough one um it's the celtics I it's think. the celtics yeah, it's exactly the celtics. Yeah. okay so so right now you know not what have you done what have you done for me lately the celtics are more garbage than the magic right now that's all i'm saying they lost four of their last five their fan base is freaking out we lost to the magic two games in a row like you said you guys messed around and found out Friday night against a hot magic team the magic take the lead in what the second quarter they don't relinquish it for the rest of the time it is similar to the the back-to-back little baseball series that we had just recently, right? When it came to the Raptors. The Raptors get stunned by the Magic game one. Then the Raptors, who should be prepared for the next game, come into that game and they lose again, despite knowing what's coming. The Celtics knew it was coming. They were in except this time, instead of the Raptors, like they were in their own, like they were they were in their own place. They were in TD Garden. You should know what's coming. The magic are coming. And and by the way, your daddy, Moritz Wagner, is walking through the door. Just daddied you guys all game. Like all game. You couldn't do any. You couldn't figure out Moritz Wagner. And I promise you right now, Eddie House couldn't have figured out. They tried to take his balls Moritz out Wagner too. Either. They tried to take the man's balls. Let's be honest. All right. They tried to take it. They couldn't. They got fined. Go Gators, Al. But. Sorry, it was a, it was absolutely deserved. Ejected, fine, twenty five k. Eddie House talking crazy after the game, man. Eddie House, the thing that like the last point that I'll make here is that Eddie House said when he doubled down, like you said, classless, whatever. Y'all wouldn't say this to my face, but you'll say it to me on social media, bro. You called the magic garbage on TV after the game. Something you would not say to six foot ten Paolo Bancaro. 
who's in the best shape of his life, while Eddie House is absolutely not, and he's six foot one. Like Paolo Bancaro would wear you out if you said that to him in person, bro. And he's just talking about they won't say it to my face. You wouldn't say it to anybody's face. I bet you won't say it to Moritz Wagner's face. Bet you won't say that. Eddie House, you're a clown. Like you, you are genuinely a clown for this doubling back down instead of just like the magic got the best of us. The Celtics should be ashamed. There was none of that. Yep. It was all just like the magic stink. You guys are classless. It's like you started all this. You're the reason we're here. Yeah. Clown. If, Clown of if the you year. You don't say anything. The magic are like we. The, the funniest thing to me was like, you know, Disney in Orlando is supposed to be about family. Orlando is about family, but family is Orlando. Mm. Like when we say Orlando versus everybody, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. You had no reason to throw shots at the Magic. The Magic played their best game of the year, beat you on your home floor. Your team didn't play that well. That's all you've got to say. You don't open your big mouth. None of this happens. Your Instagram, Twitter DMs are not flooded. You're, you're not getting just dragged by the entire Orlando Magic roster after the game who shared the gif of, of Ray for Alston slapping you in the back of your head back in 2009, <laughs> which is probably my favorite part of all of this. Hilarious. All the Magic players being like, okay, yeah, we remember this. Boom. Smack you in the back of the head, idiot. Like, come on, bro. Well, they won't say this to my face. You brought this on yourself. Yeah. This is like this is the boy crying wolf right here. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. Like it stinks that Eddie House is like the epitome of people. Like why people get mad that play NBA players retire and get a job in media. They're like these players don't know like more than me about like whatever statistics, analytics, that type of stuff. They bring Eddie House in to to offer perspective because he's been there, he's played the games. But you should know very well anybody can beat anybody on any given night, and if they beat you, tip your cap and move on. He didn't do Classless. that. It, it's just crazy to me. Classless was him calling the Magic trash after they beat the Celtics in Boston. Yeah, That was classless. You throw classless out, you're going to get classless back. I don't know what to tell you, Eddie House. Yeah. Just move on. Let, let this be the last episode of this saga where <laughs> we would all be better for it. Just Let's just all move on. I'm glad that we got that off of our chest. Let's get into the weekly state of the Magic, Luke. Folks want to hear this. They are excited about this. The Magic, I cannot believe I'm about to say this. The Magic went 3-0 and <laughs> this week with wins over the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday at home. And then two wins in Boston. I legitimately did not think that this was possible. Went on Friday in Boston. A win on Sunday in Boston. It brings the Magic to a record of 11-20 and 20 on the season. As Eddie House pointed out after the game tonight, the Magic do have the, the fifth-worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. They have an offensive rating on the season of 109.9, which ranks 25th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 113.7, which ranks 24th in the league. Their overall net rating is negative 3.8, which ranks 26th in the league. On the injury front, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okeke, Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen Suggs, and Gary Harris all remain out. The Magic, again, are now 11-20. and 20. Last season, the Magic did not get their 11th win until they were 11-40. and 40. So the Magic are still, right now, 20 games ahead of last season's pace. But the thing that I really want to point out is last year, the Magic started 10-40 and 40 on the season, and then they went 12-20. and 20 
over their final 32 games. So the 10th win for the Magic last year is when things really started to pick up and turn around for that team. This Magic team, I think, is is better, uh, especially in this last you know uh, six-game winning streak uh, than the Magic team was most of the year last season. And the Magic still have you know, 51 games to continue to improve this season. So the bad news is the Magic are 11-20. and 20. The good news is the Magic are rapidly improving and still have a lot of the season to go, Luke. Yeah, and I, the Magic honestly shouldn't have a 5-20 and 20 stretch <laughs> the rest of the season. Knock on wood. But obviously with... A, the obvious caveat, unless we just lose a lot of players to injury, the front office holds people out, players out, whatever. I just hope this team doesn't give the give the front office the opportunity to hold people out. But like I said, you should not see a five and twenty stretch again from this team this season. They are too good, playing too well as a unit right now. That like I'm not saying that they're going to be ripping off six games in a row multiple times this season by any stretch because that is a big feat, no matter who you are. Magic are the second hottest team in the NBA behind the New York Knicks who won their seventh in a row tonight. I've been rooting for a loss from them just so the Magic can have the longest active win streak. But no, th- this team plays together like the Magic play together right now. And as long as they can keep that and keep a little bit of continuity, shouldn't see a stretch like that again this season. Hopefully we don't see a stretch like that for a very long time. And the Magic can continue to build on this win streak. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our patrons. If you all have not heard, we do have a Patreon community that you can join and get an array of benefits like access to our Discord channel. Uh, We also give away uh, t-shirts every single month. We also have a a monthly Zoom call where we join our Hall of Fame tier patrons and just kind of hang out, talk Orlando Magic Basketball. And we actually have other benefits that we're getting ready to roll out. Uh, So if you guys are interested in any of that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We shout out all of our brand new patrons whenever we have them. And every episode, we shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. 
which I'm going to do right now. We always start with the Court Cousins, and then Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, normal Magic player history, Julio Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Go to Fichot, the Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama, petition to get producer Kevin on every show, facts, Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Duddle 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Silvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Chad 3045, Joe Rothbus, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Hafrican, and Shahin 177. I apologize, Shahin, for pronouncing your name incorrectly on our last episode. But thank you to all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons, and thank you so much to all of our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Luke, you and I talked about this, this first Celtics game on our last episode. The Magic were coming off of a four game win streak, ending the homestand, and they had their biggest test of the season in front of them the mini baseball series, spending the weekend in Boston, taking on the best team in the NBA two games in a row. And we said there was a chance. And we talked about this stretch the Magic have been on recently, and particularly this game Friday. We were talking about the Magic hopefully splitting this series. Best case scenario, they sweep the weekend. And we mentioned that this kind of stretch, if the Magic are able to have a successful weekend, if the Magic are able to steal one of these two games in Boston, it's going to continue to elevate this team's confidence. And this is the kind of stretch that you can start to look at where your entire season turns around. Now, now that we've won both of these games, we're going to talk about what it all means. But first, I want to talk about this first game in particular. You mentioned you all were at Cabo's. The energy was great to start the game. The Celtics start really, really hot, shooting the ball from three, uh, open up a double-digit lead in the first quarter. The Magic are able to come all the way back and take the lead heading into the second quarter, Luke. Take me inside Cavos and just kind of what the vibe was like in there. And I was sitting in this chair watching this game. My wife was with my daughter at, at the urgent care, and I knew that she was going to be okay at this point. So I'm just sitting here and I'm like, man, I just wish I was at this watch party because I know everyone's going crazy right now, especially when the Magic took the lead. Yeah, M- Magic take the lead and about blow the roof off Cavos when when the Magic take the lead. Chance immediately as you go to commercial break, chance during the game, just unfathomable to think that honestly, before watch parties happen, that there would ever be electricity like this in a building for something that like we partner with the magic to do. Dude, it just incredible from from everybody from from the players that were playing the game to the fans that were watching the game in Cavos to people on their couch I'm sure everybody was losing their minds equally but it just it was insane especially with how rough the beginning of the game was what the magic start out down like 10 to 2 or something like that it didn't look great Al Horford hits a couple threes Tatum gets going and you're like oh goodness here here we go and and I, so at that point after that first quarter, it was just it was incredible. The Magic what up thirty two twenty eight after that first quarter, just always in this game, and then take the lead, assert dominance, outscore them in the first quarter, outscore them in the second quarter, just really incredible. The first quarter, especially Paolo Bancaro comes out really hot, thirteen points for him in the in the first quarter, really setting the tone 
offensively for the Magic. But crazy enough, the story of this game was Moritz Wagner. 25 points, 9 of 12 from the floor, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, added 8 rebounds, an assist, a steal, got Al Horford kicked out of the game, which I really felt like was was kind of the turning point where you could tell all game long leading up to that point that the Magic were really frustrating the Celtics and the Celtics were kind of like, why are the Magic in this game? Like, why, why are we having so much trouble with this team? So he gets tossed from the game. Literally, it's as blatant and as like purposeful as it could possibly be. Tries to elbow Moritz Wagner in the balls. Mm-hmm. Gets ejected from the game. For some reason, he can't believe it. His teammates can't believe it. The crowd at uh, you know the TD Garden, they can't believe it. And then a few minutes after that, Jason Tatum gets teed up. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, Moritz Wagner especially. But this Orlando team is really getting in Boston's head and getting underneath their skin. And the Magic shoot the ball just like not crazy, but just well enough to win this game. You shoot 46% from the floor. You hold Boston to 41%, which I believe they started like 6 of 10 from the three-point line. And they end up 11 for 46 in this game. I want to say they missed something like 27 or 28 straight threes in this game. So hats off to the Magic for the defensive performance. But really, everybody contributed in this game. Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz were huge in the second half and in the fourth quarter. Markel Fultz finishes with 12 points. Uh, He really put the game away for the Magic. Cole Anthony kept the Magic afloat in the fourth quarter. 14 points for Cole Anthony. 19 for Franz. 20 from Paolo Bancaro. This, without a doubt, was the best game that the Magic played all year. And it is the best win of the season for the Magic, Luke. Yeah, and... Really, man, I I want to to talk about Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz in this game was incredible. I'm wearing the Markel Fultz because he was equally clutched down the stretch on Sunday night. We got to get us some Rafer Alston jerseys. I was so <laughs> salty. I'm I'm like man, like the perfect jersey to wear tonight would be Rafer Alston, and we That's true. we don't have it. I've got to I got to start looking on the interwebs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what well, you do that and I'll I'll continue to to talk about Markel Fultz here. Markel Fultz. So, Cole Anthony were the sorry, we're going to back up. The Magic up 8 there down the stretch, Jonathan. Uh Markel Fultz or Cole Anthony misses a, a three-point shot. Markel Fultz gets the offensive rebound, goes out, says I'm going to do this myself, pulls up, makes it the 13-foot pull-up jump shot as I'm reading kind of the play-by-play here to put the Magic up 10. And then Markel Fultz just decides, you know, I I came up pretty clutch there on the offensive rebound in that shot. I'm just going to continue coming up clutch for this team. Markel Fultz then continues to make another jumper. He has a really tough finish, makes a driving layup, put the magic up 14. And then as Jalen Brown comes down, and that was the impressive part as well, in terms of just these past two games, the Celtics make a run and the magic always seem to have an answer. And they were able to push back. Jalen Brown makes a 28 foot three uh, three pointer, put them, you know, the score at that point, 110 to 99. And then Markel Fultz has done so much the last few possessions uh, offensively and shooting the ball that he drives, and no joke, four Celtics defenders collapse around him. He kicks it out to Paolo Bancaro, who is apparently Steph Curry from three now. And Hit and Paolo hits the three to put the magic up 14. Two minutes left, two and a half minutes left in the game. At that point, you're feeling pretty good. But Markel Fulcher's making plays down the stretch that we knew that we have missed. 
and it's just so good to have him back on the court. Someone said it. I saw it on Twitter. Markel Fultz does the most positive that doesn't show up in a box score, and that's something we have talked about on the show as well. And it's the case. He in this instance, it did show up. Showed up in the forms of an offensive rebound, three buckets back to back to back, and an assist to Palo Bancaro in the corner. But there's just things that he does that make this team so much better which we also have discussed kind of the record with the magic, the magic or have a positive record over 500 by like five games. Now I think when he is on the court for the Orlando magic. So just really awesome to see Markel Fultz back, but not just back, but making a difference. He made a difference in that game on Friday. Just a, a little bit more context. So in the fourth quarter on Friday night, Markel Fultz six points, three of three from the floor, one massive offensive rebound. And then two assists. You mentioned the the big one to Paolo Bancaro in the corner for the three. And then Cole Anthony, six points in the fourth quarter as well. Three of six from the floor. Added a rebound and assist. Those guys were huge in the fourth quarter. So everyone's celebrating, right? It's it's a big deal. You know, Magic have won five in a row. We took one from the Boston Celtics on the road. Things are looking up. But we're in the group chat after the game and we're like, okay, we stole this one from Boston. They're going to readjust, and we're going to get murdered on Sunday, right? It's the best team in the NBA. We've been one of the worst teams in the NBA. It's been really fun, this five-game winning streak. There's no way you're going to beat Boston twice in a row, right? So we went into this game like really expecting the Magic to lose, and then Saturday evening, the news broke that Jason Tatum was going to be out for personal reasons, and then we were like, okay, wait a minute now. No Jason Tatum. Yes, they still have a great team. They you know, still have Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, Al Horford. They still have a great roster, right? But all of a sudden, it seems much more manageable without Jason Tatum, who, who went absolutely crazy, especially in the first half the other night. I think in the first game, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for like 57 points or something crazy, if I'm not mistaken. But you go into this game, and you've got the Eddie House stuff in the back of your mind. And no Jason Tatum. And you're like, okay, we're still not favored to, to win this game. I think the line was uh, like seven and a half, you know, favoring the Celtics before tip-off. You're like, okay, but we've, we've still got a chance. And, you know, it, it, there's a reason that you tune into the games because any given night in the NBA. And, and sure enough, you know, we, we, we talked in the group chat that, especially this game on Sunday, was going to have to be a slow, methodical, mucked-up, yeah ugly low scoring game for the magic to win this one and and honestly that's exactly what they did but it was more so in the form of paulo bancaro having i would say like his first like super signature performance like if, if you asked me any game this year where it felt like he had the most star power this is the game that i'm going to point to the first quarter alone for Paolo Bancaro, 11 points, four of six from the floor, two of two from the three-point line. So you're like, okay, he's got the jumper going at night. And then follows that up in the second quarter with another 11 points. 22 points for Paolo Bancaro in the first half. And you're like, okay, is this kid going to, you know, he's going to score 30. Is he going to score 40? Is he, is he going to score 50 in this game? And when you look at the final score and you look at the the box score, there are guys that had, you know, decent offensive performances tonight for the Magic. 
I mean, you could argue the Magic's second best player tonight was Admiral Schofield off the bench. We're going to talk about Admiral Schofield. We, we will not forget him. But Paolo Bancaro, 31 points tonight, 9 of 21 from the floor. Could have been a, a little bit more efficient, but I think there were at least three or four calls that he could have been put to the free throw line but was not. Uh, but 6 of 7 from behind the arc, 7 of 9 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Just just give him the rookie of the year. What what are we waiting for, Luke? Yeah, I would argue he was plenty efficient. Uh, six of seven from three. Uh, I'm more so talking about the 42% from the floor, but right. yeah, six yeah. of seven from three, uh, incredible. Yeah. H- high volume from him. I also would say that, yes, this, this is one of the signature performances of the season. The other one that I would look at and the one that I instantly thought of was the Kings, where just like dominating down the stretch. Where it's just like two different things. Like he really set the tone out of the gate in this game, which is what you needed for a team that you you just knew that the Celtics were going to come out and throw that first punch. I throw the Clippers game in there too. You know the ten points in overtime. But like you yeah. said, this was the one like start to finish. You were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Paolo's night. Yeah, it wasn't like a window of time where you're like, man, he really dominated in this stretch. He just dominated all game and. Showed something that that I've not seen yet. I don't think we've seen yet. His ability to shoot the three ball with confidence and it goes in. He's always confident, but it's not always going in. If we're being honest with ourselves, his three-point percentage this season will will show you that. But this gave me a lot of optimism in terms of just his ability to just step into the threes, hit them. He had some threes tonight, especially down the stretch, I believe, was where he had one where it was just ridiculous. Like he puts it up, and I was like, I don't know if I like that. But shot clock winding down, puts it up, and just nothing lucky about it. Dude is just on. It was insane to to be able to witness Paolo Bancaro tonight in TD Garden in fashion in a fashion like that. I know exactly the one that you're talking about. So there's uh, five seconds left on the shot clock when he gets the ball. Uh, he's being guarded by Al Horford. There's a little bit of a, a pick and roll with uh, like a dribble handoff with Moritz Wagner. Marcus Smart steps up. And pa- I I honestly, when this was, I was like, I don't know if this is the shot that we want. You don't have a lot of time on the shot clock. But when he knocks that shot in, it's 85 to 87. He hits that to put the Magic up one with 326 to go. That's when I said, we're winning this game. Mm. Like that goes in, like, first of all, the reason that Paolo Bancaro is so special, and especially to Magic fans, I know Paolo doesn't listen to the podcast, but in some strange dimension, <laughs> alternate universe, he's watching this from like his YouTube burner account. He's like, man, this Paolo Bancaro kid is like really good. You know, he's like hyping himself up in the YouTube comments. Paolo, if you're, <laughs> if you're watching this, man, I hope you understand just how special you are to this fan base because you are the prince that was promised, my guy. You mm. are what we have been waiting for for so long since Dwight Howard left and shots like that is what you are missing when you are missing the guy you've got nothing going for you been hot all game he's carrying the team offensively on his back and he just pulls up hand in his face knocks down the three to give you a one-point lead on the road against the best team in the NBA and all of a sudden in my brain I went we're winning this game sometimes you just have those guys they hit a big shot, and you're just like, no worries in the world. We're going to win this game. Go a little bit further you know, into the play-by-play a few minutes later. All right, 
The Magic are up one with two minutes and seven seconds to go. They get the ball back. Franz, off of a false assist, hits a 27-foot jumper from the top of the key to put the Magic up four with, I believe, like a minute 41 seconds to go. And then all of a sudden, again, you're like, okay, we've got a four-point lead, less than two minutes to go. We're about to win this game. Now, it wasn't quite that easy as Malcolm Brogdon comes back down. He hits a three. And then Moritz Wagner gives the Magic a three-point lead uh, to really ice the game. The Magic force two turnovers back-to-back at the end of the game uh, to ice the win. But just incredibly proud of not only the one the way that they won the game the other night, you know, being down by, I think it was 4-14 to 14 early. You come back, take the lead in the first quarter, and then you lead most of the way for the rest of the game. Everybody, you know, playing pretty well. And then this was just such an ugly like grueling, like methodical game, low scoring game, ugly stretches at times. The officiating, especially in the second half and the fourth quarter, is not going your way. The Magic couldn't buy a call. And the young guys, especially stepping up and making plays to win this game. I met a guy today at church and he saw he saw my my hoodie and we got to talking about the Orlando Magic. And he's like, Hey, I just moved into the area. I know they're the closest team. You know, what what's kind of going on with him? I know they haven't been that good. And I just talked for five minutes at length. I was gushing about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner to where every rebuilding team is looking for two guys like this. And the Magic have them. And for those guys to hit massive shots on the road against the defending Easter Conference champs, again, on their home floor, to beat them twice in a row, it's hard to beat a team like this at all. But to beat them twice in a row in three days on their home floor is a massive deal, and I could not be more proud of those guys. I could not be more proud of this team. Six in a row, it feels great. We're never losing again. Winning the title this year. And I want to, Jonathan, to this point, talk about just the the, the six-game win streak the Magic are on and just a few bullet points on what has happened in this six game in the six game win streak. If anything comes to your mind, feel free to let me know. I've only got a I've few got points. Bullet okay? points on top of bullet points. But before Perfect. we get to that, Luke, yeah, I just want to remind the folks: Monday we got a game. Mm. You know what you could eat during the game? Mm. The victory pizza from Sunday, baby. Because don't forget, you get fifty percent off your online order on Monday with code Magic Win. You get that every single time the Magic Win the next day. So don't forget that. Get your Papa John's. Yes, get your Papa John's magic win. I hope y'all are just getting sick of it, but I hope you're still eating it. You know what I mean? Like just you know what's crazy, man. Mm. I'm a sick individual. I don't get Mm. tired of winning, and I don't get rid. I don't get tired of Papa John's pizza. Yeah, put that on a poster. Um, so during this six game stretch, Jonathan, the Magic have one broken the franchise record for most points in a quarter of fifty against the Hawks, as we so fondly remember. And I hope that we're able to hang another 50 on them Monday night. Two, beat the best team in the league. Count them once, twice at their place, which, by the way, they were before this series, this little mini baseball series, the, the Celtics were 11 and two at home. They are now 11 and four at home. Also, what makes this stretch so impressive is that. Unless we put them under 500, there was no team under 500 the Magic that the Magic went up against and beat in the six-game stretch. Nobody was 
under that besides, I believe, the Raptors who were even and the Magic made them under 500 and then beat them again to put them two games under 500. Also, the Magic were 1-11 on the road yep. before this weekend winning two games yeah. in Boston. Yeah. In and Boston. It, in, in Boston. And the one thing I also want to say, Jonathan, is that something Paolo said after the game on Friday. In his post-game presser, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Dan. I'm not Dan Savage. I'm not sure. But Paolo essentially responded and said, you know, they, we what we told ourselves was we we want to extend this win streak, obviously, but we want to prove to ourselves that this wasn't a fluke. And the way that you do that is going into TD Garden against a Celtics team that's 11 and two at home so far this season and putting it to them and getting the win in TD Garden. That's how you prove that this isn't a fluke. And it proved to me that it's not a fluke because those other wins, they came at home. They, you had the support of the fans, all those sort of things. The Celtics on Sunday night against the Orlando freaking Magic sold out the TD Garden. That is not an easy environment to play in. That is definitely not an easy environment to win in. So the, the Magic absolutely, to me, proved that this was not a fluke. Like the, this win streak, the, in terms of the the wins, they're hard fought. Like I said, against the teams that they're playing against, they're not playing teams of equal quality in terms of record right now. The Magic are playing decent teams that that w have been in the playoffs in recent years. They have a good thing going, and the Magic were able to just secure six wins in a row, regardless of what happens Monday night. You have to be happy with that. Do you know what tells me that it is not a fluke? The fact that the Magic won these games shooting 46% from the floor and 38% from the floor, respectively. They're doing it by, yes, they are executing offensively when they need to, but they're also been defending at a high level in this in this stretch here. I'm going to go through the, the bullet points uh, that I have here uh, in terms of this win streak. So again, it's the first six-game win streak since the 2018-2019 season. Uh, that win came on March 26th. To give you all a little bit of perspective, think about how long ago the DJ Augustine game winner was against the Toronto Raptors. That was two and a half weeks after that six-game win streak ended. Two and a half weeks later, you get your sixth win. Two and a half weeks later, DJ Augustine hits that, that game winner in Toronto. To me, that feels like it was 10 years ago. During that six-game win streak, my daughter was four months old. She is now four years old. <laughs> That's how long it's been. The last six games, the Magic are ninth in offensive rating. They're fifth in defensive rating. To me, that is the biggest deal on this. Like the offense, whatever. That's great. It's going to come and go throughout the season. But being fifth in defensive rating. This is what Jonathan has been begging and asking for. This is where the Magic should be. Maybe not fifth, but at worst, they should be in the top 10 with the personnel that they have. E even currently constructed because Admiral Schofield and Kevon Harris, they bang on that end, okay? They hold their own on that end. This team should be top 10 defensive rating the rest of the way. They're third in overall net rating. They're sixth in rebound percentage. They're seventh in true shooting percentage. They're first in free throw percentage. They're eighth in three-point percentage. They're third in free throw rate. 
In the last 10, 11 years here, the Magic's only longer win streak was nine games in the 2010-2011 season. To give you some perspective at that time, and this is from Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press tweeted this out, Caleb Houston was seven years old. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner were nine years old. Bull Bull was 11 years old. Our starters during that stretch, Dwight Howard, Hito Turklu, Jason Richardson, Jameer Nelson, and Brandon Bass. Off the bench, we had J.J. Redick, Ryan Anderson, and Gilbert Arenas. It has been a long, long, long freaking time since the Magic won this much. If they win on Monday against the Atlanta Hawks, we'll talk about this in a bit, they have a chance to win this game. You just beat the Boston Celtics. The Mat- you could be playing anybody on Monday, and I would tell you the Magic have a chance to win this game. If they win that game, it'll be their longest win streak since Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner were nine years old. Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of wins. Let's also not lose sight of that either. Like, this isn't just a big deal for, you know, sub like a, an under 500 team to, to have a streak like this. It's a pretty big deal for any team to be on a streak like this, which is why the Magic have the second longest active win streak right now in the league. And I know for a fact, Knicks fans are losing their mind over their seven in a row. And they've had moderate success in the last few seasons. Like it's a big deal. It is. And I, I, I hope that we realize that as well. Not just like it's a big deal for the, you know, whatever we are, 11 and, and 20 magic. It's a big deal for anybody. So I, I'm, I'm proud of this team. I'm excited to, to see what the future holds for this team. But I'm also excited to see, you know, excited for what what the future holds for as as immediate as Monday night against the Hawks. I really want to win that let's game. Let's talk about, yeah, let, let's talk about the the week coming up here, starting on Monday in Atlanta against the Hawks. That game tips off at seven thirty Eastern. Then on Wednesday, you're flying to Houston to take on the Rockets. That game tips off at eight o'clock. Then you're flying back home on Friday, December twenty third, the last game before Christmas for the Magic. Uh, you're playing the San Antonio Spurs. That game will tip off 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we got a request from from one of our, our, our best friends of the podcast mm-hmm. who will remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked that we just kind of go through uh, like the, who the other team is playing, like what their schedule looks like leading up to this game against the Magic. So let's look at Atlanta. So they played Charlotte on Friday. They won in Charlotte against the Hornets, who I believe have lost seven in a row now. Uh, they were off Saturday and Sunday, and then they play the Magic. So they're sitting at home the last couple of days waiting for the Magic. On the injury front, uh, Caleb, uh, Caleb, good grief, Clint Capella. What am I saying here? Clint Capella is out. John Collins and uh, that idiot, DeJounte Murray, they're both questionable. They've been out the last couple of weeks. It's looking like they might return Monday night against the Magic, but we will see what happens. Uh, Houston. So they play the San Antonio Spurs on Monday, and then they're off Tuesday, and then they play the Magic. So they're at home for the Spurs. They're going to be at home for the Magic, so they'll be moderately rested. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, he's going to be out, and Garrison Matthews right now is day-to-day for them. We'll see if he plays on Wednesday. And then on Friday, you've got the Spurs at home. So this is this is pretty interesting to me, and we'll, we'll talk more about this in a minute. But the Spurs play in New Orleans on Thursday night, after that game, they fly to Orlando to play the Magic on Friday. So it's the second night of a road back-to-back for the San Antonio Spurs. 
Right now, Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford are both day-to-day for the Spurs. Luke, what do you think uh, happens this week? Yeah, so so like you said, right? Hawks, Rockets, Spurs. I'm going to say the Magic go 2-1. and one. Unfortunately, I'm going to predict that the Magic lose against the Hawks on Monday night. It, I know, like like you said, like we 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 beat the Celtics back to back, or you know you know back to back games, both in TD Garden. I think it's a lot of emotion, man, and I and I think that the Hawks are getting a couple days rest. They might be getting their guys back. Those guys are going to be happy to be back on the court, and they're going to be rested. So. I just think that that's going to be the the loss that happens. It's a tough listen. It's it's a tough tough situation to be in. Like I said, with the big wins, playing the very next night against a talented Atlanta team, it's a tough one. But the good news is, I'm still predicting two and one. I I will gladly take two and one at that point. What makes the magic like thirteen and twenty one? Sounds a lot better than five and twenty. Two and one. That's my prediction. Loss against the Hawks. Hope not. So as as fun as this win streak is, right? And it, it, as much as you know, we are unashamedly biased. Mm. We we still like to try to keep it real. Beating the Celtics this weekend in, in two games, as upset as that made Eddie House, does not magically make the magic the magically make the magic. Funny enough, <laughs> it doesn't all of a sudden make the magic the best team in the NBA. No. The Magic are still uh, you know, lacking talent in certain aspects. They're still a, a fairly flawed team. You know, we, we've talked. The offense has been much better. It's It's been, I believe I said, ninth in offensive rating. Yeah, and fifth in defense. During this stretch. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've been really good. Whether or not that's sustainable, I don't know. Now the fifth you know, defensive rating, they, they need to hang around there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really disappointed if we see any kind of regression on that front. But the Magic, at some point this season, they are going to lose a game. And now they've won six in a row. Now, I would not be shocked if the Magic win Monday night. I absolutely would not be. But the Magic are going to lose another game at some point. And I think this is going to be the game. I, 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 I think it's going to be competitive. It better be competitive. Yeah. If the Magic get blown out, I'm going to be really upset. I, I don't want to see many blowouts the rest of the way now. Um, I think the Magic have enough talent. They should be able to be competitive on a on a nightly basis, especially how well they're playing lately, the amount of confidence they're playing with right now. Sure, in the, the middle of a, a nine-game losing streak, you're probably going to see some blowouts there. But coming off of a six-game win streak, an active win streak, you should not end that with a blowout. I don't want to see that at all. That being said, the Magic are better than the Houston Rockets. The Magic are better than the San Antonio Spurs. The Magic should win both of those games. If you if you're just looking at the numbers, you're looking at the 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 league standings over the course of the year, the Magic are ahead of both the Spurs and the Houston Rockets. They're more talented, uh, they're the better team, they're playing better as of late. The Magic should win both of those games. The Magic especially should win the game on Friday at home against the San Antonio Spurs cuz it's going to be their second night of a back-to-back and they're on the road and you're the better team. And the Magic should just start beating teams that they should beat, like the Detroit Pistons, the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets, like you know, so on and so forth. The Magic need if, if we're talking about all this growth and improvement over the last couple of weeks, 
If it is not a fluke, the Magic should win both of those games on Wednesday and Friday. Now, we could be sitting here, because we've already talked about it, we're going to record the night of Christmas because we're psychos and, and this is what we love to do and you know we're, we're going to do that. If we're sitting here, well, that wouldn't be Christmas, I guess. Uh, I guess it, we, we could be recording on Christmas talking about the Magic on a nine-game win streak. If that's the case, I don't think either of us would be incredibly shocked. If you would have told us that two weeks ago, yes, yeah. we would have been shocked. But at this point, if the Magic sweep the week, I'm not going to be incredibly shocked because it's a somewhat favorable week for the Magic. They've got two wins. Even if we were on an 11-game win st- or 11-game losing streak, I would say the Magic should win those two games. Yeah, uh, I think that the only way that the Magic go one and two on the week is if don't even say it. <laughs> no, is is if if the magic are playing down to competition that's that's my point like you have played up we should be past that in my opinion we should be past that. should be but like that's not who this team was two weeks ago so i don't know you you play up to competition right like these this in this win streak you really haven't had a chance to play down to competition in this win streak you've had to play up the magic on especially friday will be faced with the task of against the spurs are you going to play up or are you going to play down to your competition or are you going to play at the level you've been playing at? And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they play at the level they've been playing. I hope it's not just a case by case game by game basis where like, Oh, we we're going to show up tonight. We're up to the challenge. Big, you know, the Boston Celtics and TD garden. We can, you know, they have all this bulletin board material, but how are you going to play? When you go up against a right now nine and twenty San Antonio Spurs team, who really is just in Wimby sweepstakes already, how how are you going to show up that night? The Magic have to show up to win that game. Put on a show, blow the doors off these guys. Same thing goes for the Houston Rockets. I just use the Spurs because, in my opinion, Spurs are way worse than the Rockets, even though Rick record doesn't really differentiate the two. So yeah, man, I I really hope that this team can find it in their competitive nature and that fire. They're young. Just regardless of how exhausted these guys are, most every other team is older than you. You should you should be able to to out energy them on any given night. And I hope we see that this week. I hope the Magic go three and zero. It'll be a tall task against the Hawks on Monday, but please, please, please. Do not play down to competition on Wednesday and Friday. It's going to be an easy trap to fall into, if you, especially if you beat the Hawks on Monday. You know, oh, we're better than these guys, whatever, and and you lose that those games. So a, a few weeks ago, you know, like the week of of Thanksgiving, when you had your gallbladder at, out, uh, Kevin and I were recording after that blowout loss at home to the Philadelphia 76ers, one thirty three to one hundred three. And at that time, the Magic uh, had lost four in a row. They would go on to then lose the the next five in a row as well for the nine-game losing streak. But Kevin and I recorded that night, that Sunday night, and we were looking ahead to this schedule. At Brooklyn versus Atlanta, at Cleveland, at Toronto, home for Milwaukee, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Raptors, the Hawks, the Celtics, the Celtics. We're looking at this 12-game stretch, essentially, after that Philadelphia game, and we, Kevin and I said, this is the season. 
Like the the Magic absolutely have to find a way to go at the very least four and eight on that stretch. And now that the Magic have won six in a row, closing out that stretch uh, tomorrow against Atlanta Hawks, that'll be the twelfth game. The Magic have a real chance to go seven and five in that twelve game stretch. And Kevin and I at the time said even healthy we wouldn't pick this team to go six and six in that stretch. So the chance to go seven and five and you go from five and 20 to 12 and 20, just eight games underneath 500. And now you're within spitting distance of the play-in. I'm going to take that all day long. When we look at the stretch coming up, you've got Atlanta, then Houston, San Antonio, Los Angeles, Detroit, Washington, Oklahoma City. If you beat Atlanta, all of a sudden you have another six-game streak that is one of the most winnable streaks of the entire season. If you're able to pull off the win against Atlanta, I don't want to start talking about 13, but I wouldn't have even dreamt that two weeks ago. And now it's like, I mean, you just rattled off this seven-game streak. Why can't you win the, the next six? I know how hard it is to win in the NBA, but... I don't think you can completely rule it out. I know it's incredibly unlikely, but if some chance the you know the magic, I think it was Philip Rossman Wright that might have tweeted this out. I could be mistaken, so if I if I get this wrong, I'm very sorry. I believe it was Philip Rossman Wright that tweeted out tonight. The Magic have never had a 10 game win streak, Luke, in franchise history. If this is the team <laughs> That goes on a 10-game winning streak. Are you freaking kidding me? That would be unreal. What was that one? You got you got a tough game coming up on Monday night, and then you know, you, you've got some quote-unquote trap games coming up. But you win Monday night, like 10 games is, is doable. 13 <laughs> games is possible. <laughs> that is so crazy, dude. Oh, yeah, because that, that uh, 20, 2010 to 2011 season, it was nine straight. And I guess that's the best yeah. one or tied for. Yeah, you know, I'm sure dating back, maybe there's a nine game win streak in there somewhere. That is truly nuts. Um, also, as we were wrapping up here, Jonathan, I want to just let you know officially, the Magic are two, two and a half games back of the okay. 10 seed. I've been putting out the Drewski meme. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, not saying. saying, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm about to be saying. He, so a couple fun. I'm about to be saying, uh, Jonathan, a couple fun things happened tonight. The The Raptors lose to the Warriors, which they were not supposed to. They were favored pretty decently, I think. Um, the Raptors lose. They get their doors blown off. So that makes the Magic, yeah, two and a half games back of the 10th seed. And the Raptor, the, the Bulls, who are 11th, and also we own their pick top four protected. The Bulls are down 25 to the Timberwolves right now in the fourth quarter with a minute left in the game. The The Timberwolves have hung 146 points on the Bulls in regulation right now. So there's freaking that. Uh, the Timberwolves, I, just out of curiosity, I'm going to look. The Timberwolves have scored 32 points in one quarter, 39 the next, 42 and 35. Um, the Timberwolves have. So not great for the Bulls. Great for our pick, but I hope it doesn't get too ugly that they just are trading, clearing house, poor Nikola Vucevic. And uh, we'll take you back here, buddy. Um, and uh, man, not this season, and, making too much money. But Sorry. Uh, but dude, just crazy. Like the, the, the Bulls are 
look trending like the pick could come can convey to us in like lottery fashion and the magic are two and a half games back of the play in playing the best basketball they played there at this point i mean i don't know man maybe the magic are in the plan it's not out of, out of discussion. Right, I, i've got to i've got to look at this so right now uh, the magic are 13th in the eastern conference and we're going to end with this yeah. The Magic are 13th in the Eastern Conference. The Wizards are right above them at 11 and 19. They play in LA tonight against the Lakers. The, the Wizards have lost nine in a row. So as bad as the Lakers have been this year, I'm picking the Lakers in that game. The Bulls are about to fall to 11 and 18, and this is their upcoming stretch. They still at Miami, at Atlanta, at New York. Then they've got Houston, but they've got Milwaukee, Detroit, Cleveland, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Utah, Boston. Put a fork. There's in a them, potential bro. by the middle of January we've overtaken the Bulls and the Wizards in the standings. If we take a look at the Raptors again, who are now two and a half games up on the Orlando Magic, their upcoming stretch here is at Philadelphia at New York, at Cleveland, versus the Clippers, versus the Grizzlies, Yikes. versus the Yikes. Suns, Pacers, Bucks, Knicks, Ugh. Portland. Ugh. That's just, I, Sorry, Raptors fans. Good night. That is terrible. Like, That's I, awful. I'm, I wasn't saying. I was just saying. But now I think I'm saying. <laughs> if the Magic keep up this level of play in between now and January 10th, the Magic could find themselves in the play-in. Let's look at the Magic's r- schedule between now yeah. and January 10th, okay? At Atlanta, at Houston, versus San Antonio, versus the Lakers, at Detroit, versus the Wizards, versus the Thunder. Then you've got the Grizzlies at home. Then you're at Golden State. They're not going to have Steph. It sounds like he's going to be out a number of weeks with the shoulder thing that's going on. Yeah. And then at the Kings. Now, the Kings have been very good. And then you're at the Trailblazers on January 10th. Can, I don't think it's crazy that the Magic could pick up another five yeah. and six wins in between now and then. I don't know if the Bulls or Raptors or, or Wizards are going to do that. It's, it's a, And you're right there. Yeah, a stretch is a stretch, Jonathan. Like The, the stretch that they're, the Magic are about to embark on is the easiest stretch, right? After the Magic have wrapped up their series against the Celtics, the Magic are now... They now have the 21st toughest schedule remaining, Jonathan. It was 14th before the Celtics Exactly. Series. So you wipe out the Celtics. The, it was first three weeks ago. The, we had the toughest schedule remaining in the league three weeks ago. Yes. So the Magic, the, the teams they still got left, Jonathan, two games against the Hornets, three games against the Pistons, two against the Spurs, one against the Rockets, four against the Wizards, and two against the Bulls. It is wild that the Bulls are now on the easiest opponent schedule list. That is wild to me. But regardless, you you not only have an, a favorable stretch coming up, you have a favorable rest of your season. You've got the tough parts, you know, maybe not all the tough stretches. I'm sure there's we survived. there's some tough ones ahead maybe, but like crazy to me that the magic kind of absorbed and went through endured that really tough stretch you go five and 20 and now the magic have a serious chance to make up a lot of ground and teams not only that but like you said and like you've shown like teams have tough schedules ahead toronto's got the seventh toughest still ahead 
Um, I mean, there's just a lot of teams that have unfavorable schedules left, and the Magic have a real chance. The the toughest stretch of the season remaining is uh, starting January 5th versus Memphis. Uh, you're at Golden State. Who knows what's going to go on with Steph? Um, if no Steph, that is a very winnable game for the Magic. Uh, then you're at Sacramento, at Portland, at Utah, at Denver, and then you're home for the Pelicans. So that's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game stretch there. Uh, the Magic, even a couple of weeks ago, I would tell you that they would find a way to pick up at least two of those games. Beyond that, Luke, I can't find a five-game stretch for the rest of the season where the Magic shouldn't be favored to win in, in, in one of those games. Like We're talking about a lot of games like you mentioned, Charlotte, Detroit, San Antonio, yeah, um, Washington, Detroit. Like the 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 hardest part of the schedule was this stretch that we just went through, and the Magic at worst are kind of gonna come out of that six and six. And now the Magic at eleven and twenty have to go sixteen. Oh man, how many games are left now? <laughs> If there's so if we, we've we're played 31. 31 games in, so there's 51. 51, yeah. So the Magic have to go 16 and 35 the rest of the way to beat the over. Yes. Done. Somebody bring me my money. I get. I don't want to pull up Charles Barkley here. Okay, through the Magic's first 51 games, I will guarantee you that they are better than 16 and 35. I will guarantee it. In the next 51. Well, no, like by the time we hit game 51, oh, right, like right. when that game is over, I will guarantee, and the Magic started 5 and 20, mind you, I guarantee you the Magic will be better than 16 and 35 by game 51. I'm going to guarantee it right now. Bovada should just send me my money now mm-hmm. for my Paolo rookie of the year mm-hmm. and my Magic 26 and a half over bet. Yep. Which I looked back, I win. I win like $185 mm-hmm. for the Paolo bet because he's plus 185 and I bet 100 And I win like $86 if the Magic's over hits. Right. So. Incredible. Looking forward to uh, Bovatomy sending me that, uh, that check. Absolutely phenomenal. I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Again, keep your eyes open, your ears open for the details surrounding the January 7th watch party. That's going to be at the Porch South Orange. Mm-hmm. Saturday, January 7th at 4757 South Orange Avenue. They have an absolutely incredible looking menu. Can't wait to see you guys there. And uh, I hope Eddie House uh, doesn't sleep for the next several days after uh, this weekend. But that is going to do it for us, folks. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the Six Man Show or the Six Game Win Streak Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Red!